0: Welcome back to the Sermon Recap Podcast. This week, I sit down with Matthew again to talk about the passage he preached from Genesis 3 on October 18th. I asked him whether the effects of the fall are direct punishments from God or natural consequences of sin corrupting a perfect world. I also asked him how much we should make about the distinction between the outcomes for man and for woman from the fall. I didn't give a proper warning for Matthew, so I just want to give a listener discretion warning here for anyone who happened to be at the beach when news of the pandemic reached you. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome to the Sermon Recap Podcast. Here at Trace Crossing Podcast Island, we're all about relaxation and going with the flow. So why don't you join us in the sand, pop up a chair, join us by the fire, grab a coconut beverage as we discuss the universal and devastating impact of the fall on humanity from Genesis 3, at least the back half of that. So I'm uh Avery Thorne, Pastor of Family Discipleship, here with Matthew Gilbert, our lead pastor who just preached uh the second half of Genesis three this past Sunday. So how are you doing today, Matthew?
1: I'm doing well. That was an interesting intro considering that uh the room that we're in right now.
0: Um am I trying too hard at this point?
1: I, I think you're having too much fun. This is 2020. This is not the year of fun.
0: Well, this is, uh, you know, this is just what happened. Uh, we we were talking about how to, um, you know, equip during this time, during 2020. And, uh, you know, it would, just wasn't going to fit for us to do our usual pattern. And the idea of podcasting was brought up. And I think there may have been a twinkle in my eye at that point. <laughs>
1: It must be, man, and also, also you just, you know, you're digging up trauma for me because I was at the beach when, when all this, you know, first happened and had to call you and, and ask you to, to preach to a camera and, and get a live stream set um, up, you know. And sorry, tell, man. We had to tell the congregation we're not uh, going to meet.
0: I should have gave you a trigger warning. We <laughs> should
1: so. have, man. And also, I can't go to the beach the rest of the year. So thanks, thanks for that reminder.
0: Yeah, happy to do that. So uh, it's just us two today. Um, Pastor Josh is spiritually retreating. Excuse me. He's on a spiritual retreat in um, the wilderness of Arkansas. So uh, anyway, uh, we we send our regards to him. We hate that he can't be here. uh, But we're going to go ahead and and trudge forward with this. So um, Matthew, uh, I guess to get started, Uh, There's only two real questions that I have for you in this. Um, But first, I'm just wanting to know, um, when you look at Genesis 3 in in the second half of it, where the consequences, the curses of the fall are given, um, there's kind of two ways that you could take it. Uh, You could see it as punishment being given directly by God, where you know, this action merits a response from me, um, a punishment that's given um, in a, a justice sense or even in a corrective like, you know, this can't happen again. So I, I need to show the severity of this kind of sense. So that's one way you could take it is through a, a punishment lens or is it uh, just a natural consequence? So does you know, when sin enters the world, are these consequences, are these curses that follow, or are they just naturally what follows when one sins? So, you know, give your thoughts on that. Is it more personal or is it just an impersonal effect of, you know, God's creation kind of being corrupted uh, through the fall?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting you said that Josh was spiritually retreating, which is <laughs> essentially what Adam and Eve did in the garden. They spiritually ret- retreated. So, uh, I don't know what that says about Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's just um, he takes this Genesis study seriously, and he wanted to be closer to nature. I think that's all.
1: Ah, that's it. That that makes sense. Now, now Josh is doing the opposite. He is retreating for the sake of his spiritual life. So um, maybe he just needed to get away from us, you know, and that would just naturally draw him nearer that's, to the Lord.
0: That's what he meant. Is is it's a spiritual retreat, but the only thing that's happening is he's getting away from us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, love you, Josh. Um, no, that it's a really good question, uh, and I I don't know that I can easily choose one over the other. Mainly because we we see both senses. In one sense, the original couple, Adam and Eve, they they're given prescriptions for how they are to live in dependence on the Lord and obedience to His word. And they depart from, from that design. They, they depart from the Lord's good intentions and purposes for their lives, and they stop depending on the Lord, and they start seeking independence outside of His will and outside of His word. And, and so by nature of that, and, and we see that as sin entering in the picture, God's good world is distorted and so when when his his good world is distorted there are natural consequences of that it's it, his world is going to look different their experiences in it are going to be different so so yeah I, you know you, you take these one by one what, what he says to the woman i will surely multiply your pain in childbearing in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be contrary to your husband but he shall rule over you especially the last part of that um, is, is, makes us think back to God's design for the couple in their relationship with one another, which should have been reflective of of God and his self-giving love within, within the Godhead. And uh, now there's this desire to rule over one another and to dominate each other. And so we see that as a natural consequence. And and the same with Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. Uh, the the way that it's phrased from the Lord to the couple is like because you have sinned this is the impact This these are the results this is what's going to happen you have distorted uh, my good creation and so now this is what life is going to be like for you. However we can't. Totally neglect the fact that the Lord is specifically addressing them, and it's it's coming from the one who does have all authority the the authority that they have rejected he still possesses that authority and even though they tried to take the place of God through their actions, he still reigns as as the Lord of his creation and so as he's addressing them it, it does it does seem to be a discipline you know however, the difference between his address of the serpent and his address of the man and the woman is he curses the serpent while he doesn't curse Adam and Eve. So I would probably shy away from punishment necessarily, even though it's probably just, you know, word choice at that point and say that there is some intentional discipline here because the Lord is just. And so there, there are consequences, uh, you know, for, for sin. And, and that's, that's very clearly uh, demonstrated here. And, and, you know, as we're going to see in chapter four, those consequences continue to to play out we we get to see what happened to the world now that they're outside of eden what is what is that like and it's it's you know far from what it was designed
0: to be yeah yeah it, um, that kind of reminds me a little bit of an analogy that uh, Pastor Josh used last week when he was talking about uh, the problem of evil, and he mentioned um You mentioned, you know, kind of when a parent is disciplining their child, uh, it doesn't always have to be, you know, I'm going to insert this discipline, you know, into this child's life. You know, they, uh, like you talked about, you know, going outside without a coat, you know, and you say, okay. today you don't have a coat, you know? And, uh, and you know, that is probably, again, not a perfect analogy, like he said, but you know, there's a degree of, this is a natural consequence for what you've done. At the same time, this is like, I I am involved in this, you know, this is, uh, personally from me. So I agree. I don't think I can pick one either. So, so yeah, great question. I love framing things as either or when it's a both. And that's a, it's a test. That's that's, that's how you should have said it. Like, if you wanted to be really, um, really kitschy, you could have just been like, well, you know, that's an either-or question, but I think we need a both-and answer. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. I'm kitschy or corny.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, so my second question relates to these consequences again. As they um, were given both to man and the woman, of course, you know, there are uh, these... Uh, consequences or punishments, you know, whatever terminology you prefer, is given to the serpent. Um, but then, you know, you see separate, uh, you see separate consequences given to the man and the woman. And so, why, essentially, you know, uh, you know, is there much like to be made about this distinction? Um, I'm asking, like, because I'm thinking of, like, say. Uh, You know, shout out here to my Wonder Woman of a wife who is currently... Uh, working um, you know has a full time load as a graduate student part time uh, load as a um, graduate assistant and is a full time stay at home mom to a nursing infant uh, and I think she would say she experiences a bit of both of those curses where uh, she 's experienced you know plenty of pain and uh, and you know difficulty in rearing a child, but at the same time you know she 's now Uh, in the workforce just as much as I am and experiencing, you know, toil and pain um, in her work uh, just as much as me. So is this more of a, like, is this only applicable, this division to, um, you know, older, uh, like agrarian societies like the Israelites where, you know, men needed to do all the work, the ladies needed to do all the child rearing, or does this distinction have some use for us today?
1: yeah. Um, I I definitely think that there are, there are connections to the curses. So I, I try to think of it within the narrative itself. So within the narrative itself, if, if you only interpret it as if it's in a vacuum and that's all the Lord has for the woman, and it's all the Lord has for the man. Um, then yeah, you might could even come away with, I think an erroneous interpretation that the woman's. Only or at least primary purpose in being created was to bear children. And, and I think that's ridiculous to say. Uh, but there is that emphasis there, you know, the, the command given to the couple, uh, even in Genesis 1 of, you know, you will be fruitful and multiply. You know, so that's emphasized. The, the distinction and the differences in the man and woman are obvious in, in their gender. Uh, the man is commanded to work work the garden. So if you view it in a vacuum and assume this is all the Lord has for men and women respectively, then you, you could come away with the conclusion that only men are to work and women are supposed to focus on rearing children in the home. And, and so I, I I don't think that is a healthy application of this passage, but when you view the narrative within itself, uh, the the consequences are directly related to each of them in in so far as or, or related to what the lord has has commanded of them or, or or how the Lord has created them, or how the Lord has addressed them within the narrative itself, and so for the woman this is this is what does distinguish her from the man in terms of of bearing children, something that she will do that the man will not do, and within the narrative itself that 's what 's emphasized for her so uh, while while the command or the blessing was that she will multiply you know that the man and woman will, will multiply and fill the earth now uh, you know the author of Genesis says that the lord said to her i will surely multiply not just children but i will multiply pain in childbearing and so the emphasis is placed there uh for the man he was given this distinct command and purpose to to work the ground you know and uh and so now the the curse is related to the ground that he will work and so i think i think if we keep it within the narrative we can understand this is why those specific curses are are chosen. So even if you take it and you try to stretch it and you say, okay, well, that means for men, the curse is related to our work. Our work will be far more difficult than it was for Adam in the beginning. What we will do naturally is apply that to all kinds of work, whether it's work with your hands or, or it's work with your mind or, or you know, w- whatever it is. And if you were consistent, you, you would have to keep it to Tilling the ground, you know. Uh, Adams work as a farmer. So, does this only apply to farmers and and women who who would would stay at home? Uh, I, I don't believe it does at all. But I believe the the distinction is there because it follows the the path of the narrative that was set before it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much sense that makes.
0: Yeah, no, that that uh that's helpful and that makes sense. Um, and not to mention, there are like it y- to take this distinction legalistically would be, I think, impossible to apply yes. in a real human's life. Where, um, no, I did not bear uh, our child, um. But I do, you know, uh, like it does take a lot of work, you know, put it like that, even as a father. And in the same way, like I said, you know, um, my wife works and works hard um, and and feels the stress of that just like me. So there has to be some spillover, I think, even even back in, you know, these these ancient societies where, uh, you know, a, a woman would. You know, her primary task would be child rearing. Like she had to work as yeah, well. She you know, home. yeah, it yeah. was it was the same. Um, you know, even like a you know a farm household. You sure. know, is is all all hands on deck thing. So it, I, I find this to be um, impossible to apply. Absolutely. So anyway, but you know, they're being some distinction there and yep. you know this is primarily how you know women have been affected by the fall men have been affected by the fall and some uh things like that so all right so i do have a little something for you um i uh if you remember in week 1 i asked about 30 minutes into the podcast uh i asked an avery question Um, about God's existence and, you know, distinction between creature creator. And if you want to listen to more of that, you can go uh, listen to that. And it's the first sermon recap podcast uh, ways back. Um, But I've got two Avery questions this week, and it would be cruel and unusual um, to ask you both. And I'm also mindful of the fact that I have got a very difficult and complicated passage coming up in two weeks, and I have fear of retribution. So, I'll do you a blessing of letting you pick one of these two. So,
1: so you're you're giving me two questions because I rejected the last one. There's option so, A
0: or option B. I'll,
1: so I can reject both of them. I um, I think we should do one. Maybe we so. should have done this in the morning since I have to go uh, do five-year-old soccer. Um, let's see. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's so uh this is good radio right here uh doing a visual gag over an uh auditory medium yeah, this isn't great
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: i'll elaborate on it you just have to tell me option a or option b
1: i like both of them so option a is does death give us good motivation to live well <laughs> What 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 do you have in mind here
0: Okay, so if you, this is actually a uh, question from that the Good Place raises at the end of it. So I'm just going to give spoilers.
1: Spoilers, man. Okay, I have not finished. (laughs)
0: All right, so this is that that question does kind of come up in the Good Place, but uh, so I won't I won't use that. It was going to be a perfect way to explain it, but um, you know, when you're thinking about uh, the entry of death into God's world. Evidently um people were able to live indefinitely at that point because you know then death entered the world. So I'm wondering, you know, we have motivation uh, I think sometimes to live well and to enjoy the life we're given because we know that one day it ends. So do you think that um death is necessary to have a good life? That's 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 question A. Okay,
1: I get, I get, I get the question. Okay, so, you know, theologically, the ob- obvious answer is no. You know, right. we know that because we know that ultimate reality, you know, that we're all longing for is going to be realized in a place where death will not exist in the new heavens and the new earth. Uh-huh. And so, so obviously not. I get the question though, because you're right. I mean, it's it's a very emotional thought too. Like, okay, if I knew the exact day and time that I was going to die, would that change the way that I'm living my life now? You Mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, for most of us, I I think it is. And I think it's also, so, so here's, here's where I would say life in a fallen world, death does serve us in that way. Uh Death serves us by, by reminding us that we do have a limited amount of time on earth to live to God's glory. And so, we need we need to understand that if we think we are immortal and that death will not touch us then then yeah it it could in this fallen world uh lead us to apathy um, however no it's not necessary because in the new heavens and the new earth we will be so caught up in the purpose that god has given us to to live and to reign over his creation you know as his image bearers that that adam and eve had a had a sense of in the very beginning um we yeah we won't need it knowing okay. that there are trillions of years ahead of us you know we we won't need it.
0: Good, that's what I think too. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see if you thought that. <laughs> so, um, I'm, you not, won-
1: I'm not asking the second one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we'll let it be a mystery. Well, no one will ever know what I was going to ask him because I'm probably going to throw this paper away. So if you text me and ask me, it's unlikely that I'll remember. All right, so I guess that will just about do it. We've uh, hit 20 minutes again. We're real professionals here doing that every time, effortlessly at this point. So uh, we appreciate you listening, uh, for tuning in. Um, again, our best wishes to Josh. I don't think he can hear us right now, but maybe he will later. We appreciate you participating with us and our church. We hope to, uh, to see you again soon. We hope to have you back here in the Sermon Recap again.
1: Later. Oh